Chapter 5 of What Happened Then Stories by Ruth O. Dyer. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Jen Broda. The Brave Tin Soldier. What had already happened. Once upon a time, there were twenty-five tin soldiers, all of whom were brothers, for they had the same old tin spoon for a mother. They all held their muskets in the same way. They all looked straight ahead, and they all had the same spotless red and blue uniforms. These soldiers had been given to a little boy on his birthday. When he saw them he was delighted, for he had long wanted a whole regiment of soldiers. The first thing this little boy did was to stand his soldiers all up in a line on the table. He found that one of the soldiers had only one leg but he stood just as firmly on his one leg as the others did on their two. Now you may be surprised when I tell you that it was this soldier with the one leg who became famous. On the table where the soldiers had been placed stood many other toys, but the toy that the little boy liked next to the tin soldiers was a splendid cardboard castle. It had small windows through which you could see right into the rooms. In front of the castle were many pretty trees, also a little lake on which were swans made of wax. Of course, the lake was only a looking-glass with its edges buried in sand. However, this made no difference, but the prettiest thing of all was a little lady who stood outside the open gate of the castle. She was made of cardboard, too, but her dress made you forget this fact. It was made of the finest gauze, and a narrow blue ribbon was thrown over her shoulders like a scarf, and on her breast was a shining tinsel rose. Although this beautiful lady was a dancer, she held one of her feet so daintily under the pretty gauze dress that the tin soldier could not see it. This made him think that she had only one leg, like himself. I feel very tenderly towards that little lady, he thought but she is far too good for me. She lives in a grand castle while I have only a box which I must share with two dozen others. I fear I could never make her happy, but I must try to know her better. Then he found a safe spot behind a vase, where he could watch this dainty little lady, who seemed never to tire of dancing. Then, when night came, the little boy put the twenty-four soldiers in the box, but he did not miss the soldier with the one leg and left him behind the vase from where he could still watch the beautiful dancer. After all the people in the house had gone to bed and the room was perfectly quiet, the toys began to play. They played war, tag, and hide-and-seek. The ten soldiers would have liked very much to join in the fun, but the lid had been put on the box so tight that they could not push it off but they pushed and struggled under the cover until the toy bear felt sure that they, too, were playing war. The drumsticks danced with the ruler, and the rocking horse took the toy bear for a joyride. The only two who did not stir from their places were the tin soldier and the little dancer. She was standing on the tip of her toes, with both her arms stretched out. He remained quietly behind the vase. He never took her eyes off her for a moment. Then the clock struck twelve, 
and a little black goblin bounced out of a box close by. You common tin soldier, shouted the goblin. You will stop looking at the beautiful dancer. But the tin soldier did not seem to hear, and he looked all the harder at the lady. Just wait until tomorrow, said the goblin, and we shall see. The next morning, when the little boy came in, he placed the tin soldier in the window. Now some people think it was the goblin who pushed the tin soldier out of the open window, but I rather think it must have been the wind that did it. At any rate, down, down, down he fell and rolled off into the gutter. When the little boy saw what had happened, he ran down to get the tin soldier, but although he looked and looked, he could not find him. One time he was so near him that his little shoe touched the soldier's musket. The soldier ought to have called him, but he felt that he would be dishonored if he cried out while he wore the splendid blue and red uniform. So the little boy went on back to his other toys and left the tin soldier lying in the gutter. Soon it began to rain. The drops fell faster and faster until the gutter was transformed into a little river. The tin soldier felt himself being washed on with the rising stream. Soon he was out of the gutter and into a little brook. Then he was out of the brook and into a river. Now he was under a dark bridge and then out into the daylight again. I wonder where I am going now, he thought as he went under a culvert. I am sure it is the goblin's fault. If the little lady were only here with me, I should not mind if it were twice as dark. Just then, a large water rat which lived under the culvert saw him. This rat had lived here so long that he thought no one had a right to pass through but him. Give me your pass, screamed the rat. But the tin soldier only grasped his musket a little tighter and sailed on. The rat was very angry to think that a common tin soldier should pass him by without even a bow, and he gnashed his teeth and called to the pieces of bark and trash which floated by. Catch that soldier! He hasn't given me his pass! But the tin soldier was going too fast to be caught by such plotters. Out into the open river he dashed. There were many dangers here, but the tin soldier was brave and did not fear them in the least. Then, before he could think, a great fish snapped him up and swallowed him. What a dark place it was! It was even darker than it had been under the culvert, and there was so little room, too. But the tin soldier was brave and lay out at full length, keeping his musket always pointed just right. The fish swam around gaily for a while, then it jerked and plunged and the tin soldier got quite a good shaking. At last the fish became quiet, something like a flash of lightning passed through him. The tin soldier was in broad daylight again and someone was exclaiming, Oh, I see, a tin soldier! You know, of course, what had happened. The fish had been caught and sold in the market. The cook was dressing it for dinner and had cut it open with a big knife. The cook washed the tin soldier very carefully and then carried him into the nursery. 
everyone seemed anxious to see the tin soldier who had travelled inside of a fish although he received a great deal of attention the tin soldier was not at all proud he really took but little notice of his surroundings but when he did look up he found to his delight that he was in the very room where he had fallen from the window there were the same children the same playthings and the same pretty castle with the pretty dancer at the door she was still standing on one leg and kept the other high in the air how happy the tin soldier felt life was really worth living again he looked at the dainty lady and she looked at him but they did not say anything i do not want this tin soldier any more said the little boy he has only one leg and the red is all washed off of his uniform and with that he threw him into the open fire the flames lighted up the tin soldier he felt a terrible heat but whether it was the heat from the fire or from his love he could not tell he looked at the little dancer and she looked at him he felt he was melting but he did not flinch only grasped his musket tighter suddenly the door of the room flew open and there was a strong draught it caught the dancer and she flew straight into the open grate to the tin soldier there was a bright blaze and she was gone the brave tin soldier melted down into a little lump and when the servant girl took out the ashes the next morning she found him in the shape of a little tin heart she also found a beautiful tinsel rose with its leaves the least bit scorched the brave tin soldier what happened then and what became of the little tin heart and the tinsel rose which would not burn do you ask oh no they were not thrown away love you know is the only thing in the world which cannot be destroyed and that was all that was left of the brave tin soldier and the pretty dancer just their love the love of the brave tin soldier was left in the little tin heart and that of the dancer was left in the tinsel rose i hope they won't throw us on the ash heap sighed the little tin heart as he nestled up close to the tinsel rose in the grate of course they won't said the tinsel rose why it is the most beautiful part of us that is left soon the fire in the grate died down and the last red glow left the coals then the little tinsel rose with its scorched leaves settled right in the middle of the little tin heart and if they did not sleep they at least rested you have heard how the servant girl found them in the morning she did not think much about them for she had but little love in her heart she worked hard day in and day out for money but she did not even love her work there was not any one in the whole world whom she could really say she loved so the little tin heart was only a lump of tin to her and the tinsel rose was only a dirty trifle we are on our way to the ash heap said the little tin heart as he drew up close to the tinsel rose in the coal scuttle as if to protect her yes i suppose so 
replied the tinsel rose but we will not stay there for love must find a better place than that and she was right too for no sooner had they recovered from their coughing and sneezing which had been caused by the dust the servant girl raised when she threw out the ashes than they saw two little children coming straight towards them they were beautiful children and had their mothers known that they were searching in a pile of ashes they would have been shocked but had they known what the ashes contained and what a blessing it would be to the children they would not have objected it's mine i saw it first cried the boy no it's mine i saw it shining there before i crossed over to this side said the girl don't you dare touch it screamed the boy if you do i'll tell your mother that you have been scratching in the ash heap don't you touch it cried the girl if you do i'll throw the ashes all over your clean waist and you'll be punished how ugly and frowning and cross those two little faces were both the children sprang towards the ash heap at once the little boy's hand closed over the tinsel rose and that of the little girl closed over the little tin heart then the queerest thing happened as soon as the little boy touched the tinsel rose with its slightly scorched leaves his face became bright and happy the moment the little girl's hand came in contact with the little tin heart her face lost its frowns and her voice its tone of anger i'll go right home and make you some little heart cookies she said and i'll let you wear my beautiful rose said the boy all the long morning they played and there was never a single cross word but only loving deeds they may have quarrelled and wrangled when they played with other things but the little tin heart and the tinsel rose breathed love when they were handled and all who ate the little heart-shaped cookies that were cut with the little tin heart felt a loving thought spring up in their minds or a loving deed spring into action and all who smelled the tinsel rose seemed to be lifted a little nearer heaven so the brave tin soldier and the constant little dancer never died for their love lived on and on and always brought a blessing end of the brave tin soldier